My name is Eric. You're listening to the HRBB podcast. Recording from our headquarters in Old Town Orange. Welcome to the Hot Rod Five Boy Podcast. All right, we are back at the HRBB headquarters here for another installment of the HRBB podcast. What's up, Chris? How Yo, we doing? Today? We're doing it. Doing it. Friday. Yeah, we today we got an in studio guest. Friday the thirteenth. Friday. It is thir- Friday the thirteenth. Wow. Yeah, it's a harvest moon too. Well, we got our friend Biggie. Yes, sir. Good old Eric in t- in town. So he took a little break. Uh, currently, you're on the overhauling yes. show. You're a build. What was your build manager? Build manager for overhauling. So I've been trying to get him over here for lunch and get on the podcast for a few weeks, and we were able to sneak away because we're going to hear talk about business. Yes. Yeah. Right. Business. So. <laughs> Yeah, Eric is started out as what I meet you nineteen, almost twenty years ago, industry friend. About that, and we're trying to figure out how how we met each other. So we're talking about. I still today. say it was at a car show. Well, I was at a car show, but I just didn't walk up to you and because no. you were working at Impro Carware, right? For people in the industry, uh, actually, people who are not it was just in carware industry. at that time. It was just carware. That's right. And you were you were you were pretty much responsible. One of the guys responsible for flooding the market with. All those cool tail lights, clear tail lights. Clear, remember clear tail lights. Clear tail lights. Clear tail lights, and then uh, everybody from APC to AIM to you name it copied them. Everyone was bringing them in from right. China, but you guys, did you guys? Oh, that was APC, APC, and yeah. us. That was it, and then it spread out from there. Yeah. So I mean, gosh, those were everywhere. I mean, those were like, it, it was a cheap thing for people just to buy, just to change the look of their car. Right. Maybe not for the better in some cases, but. It was another guy actually started the company, yeah. Art. Art, yep. Yep. And then I came in afterwards because he wasn't a car guy. And we, between the two of us, came up with the numbers of what we were trying to bring in, like Toyota pickup, Silverado, S10. He just didn't have a clue what it was. So, So yeah, you guys started. Because uh... I was already bringing in European clear lenses from Germany oh, okay. for the Volkswagens and the Mercedes through the impro line or hella yeah yeah and then it was like taking over dude it was crazy it was fast you know what it's steve if you saw these taillights even you uh, being the non-car guy would totally know yeah you'd be like you know i mean it just got to a point where i mean they sold them at pet boys right i mean it was yeah now yeah i mean it just got it just got super flooded and then you know well it's like with anything you know if somebody has something that's hot and there's yeah. only two guys bringing it in. Especially. Then everyone tries to find out who's got it. And next thing you know, you get 40 people trying to do it. Yeah. So. Well, and it's a trend, too. It's like spinners. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, the original spinners were uh, what Davin made those. And they were like an integrated spinner into a wheel. It, it pretty uh, ingenious at the time. Innovative. And it was cool. But then someone's like, yeah, we're going to make a bolt-on. Right. We're going to make a little adapter. And those things hit hard, man. I mean, everybody wanted us to make them. We didn't, we didn't get into that. We were like, ah, no, we don't get Thank into God. that. And it was just like, then everybody started making them in China. And then it was like this big thing. And it's like, dude, when's the last time? Then they disappeared. Gone. They just disappeared as quick as they came. Yeah. You know? Spinners. Remember, Steve? Spinning rims? Oh, oh yeah, dude. I thought spinners. those were so, such a trip. Like, 
Yeah. God, that's I was, definitely wasn't a big fan. No, that, those are the bell-bottom jeans of the automotive world. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm sure at one point something's going to come back. Yeah, like so that, they're, right? they're called trends for a reason because they just kind of come and go. Uh, yeah. Well, they come back again too. That's the scary part. I know. Well, then I they know. started doing like floaters mm-hmm. where they weighted one end of it and like the wheel would wouldn't right. spin as it's rolling. <laughs> you know, of course, the wheel weighed about 90 pounds. Right. Right. Uh, what a trip. You did that for a while, right? Yeah. I mean, you kind of always been in the aftermarket in, you know? Yeah. You I mean, working. really, I started off, I mean, when I got my license, but started off, we built movie cars. I worked for a company that built production and stunt cars. Okay. Yeah, that's, you, that's you got a, yeah, you it got was a funny story you told me about the um, Dumb and Dumber cars. Yeah, Dumb and Dumber. Each one of the vans has a full roll of shag carpet. <laughs> yeah, and did you tell me? And they left one of them, the production company left one of them out in the rain. And it was so heavy. They were one-ton E350 vans. It was so heavy, it blew the four tires out. <laughs> That's a lot of water, man. Yeah. <laughs> you got to figure, what is it, seven or eight gal- uh, pounds per gallon? Yeah, I mean, and a full roll, sh- full roll of shag carpet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember, those, hey, remember those vans? Yeah. Hey, like Dumb and Dumber? Yeah. yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I guess that kind of dates me, too, a little bit. So you kind of circle <laughs> back. So, I mean, you know. We're going to get into what you've been doing the last few years. Because then you work for a small shop out in the valley, right, mm-hmm. for a while. Right. Doing Los um, Angeles Valley. Yeah. What's, yeah. Out there, what, Chatsworth area yeah. that you were doing some car customizing. Yeah, I left doing the light thing and then went to Hawaii for a little while. That's right. You were in Hawaii for a while. Yeah, like a year. And then came back for a TV show. Yep. Yep, pretty much. No, that's... For a wh- car show. Yeah, and now you're back on a car show. Yeah, I'm back on a car now show. Now you're more on the production side of it. Yeah. Are we going to see you on TV or no? Not as much. No. No. Well, I'm, in, I'm into. Uh, I, well, I know. I hear about it, it's. You scramble. I mean, you drive from the valley out to Huntington Beach. To yeah, to, seventy to, miles each to way. To go every to day. Chip's shop every day. That's crazy, man. But dude, you've been working. Then, well, some of the stuff that interests me that you've been doing is some of the, all the score races because you, yeah. you work for Bud Bretzman's production company. Correct. Which he handles all the all the um, all the media side, all the media for Score. Yeah, Score Off Road. Yeah, and that's we were just talking about that on the car ride over here, just uh, going down to Ensenada. I mean, that's a different world down there. Yeah, it's everywhere. Uh, it's uh, it, it, there's a lot of fun stuff to do. Oh yeah, a lot of fun stuff. I mean, good dude, people. There's good good people. Racing's crazy, and, and it's just like. I mean, it's some of the some of the cooler off roading adventures I've had have been down there. You know, yeah. Just whether it was with we did with uh, it, uh, that Cameron Steele and his whole group of, of people who did that. We didn't do that rip to the tip that they do. No, but we did like a, a smaller version of that. Right. Where I think we went down, you know, from Ensenada. We're often on the beach and That's just the guys were just motorcycles and it's just crazy. Like, dude, you take a razor or dirt bike on the on the street there. Yeah, no well, you can drive it. anything down yeah, there. Really, you can drive anything uh, down there. No one gives a shit, man. Uh, and then you're just flat out on the ocean. Amazing, that's beautiful down there. I mean, it, it, the it's people almost, are really nice. I mean, everyone kind of worries, but I've never had an issue down there. I mean, we've broke down on the side of the road in a production van, trying to chase a race, and had two flats at one time. And they, I mean, they come out and just help. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, no, they're. I mean, because it, it brings. It's good for the economy. I mean, what what does Ensenada have? I mean, Ensenada now has the wineries and stuff, and that's nice. But wineries, the cruise ships, the cruise ships, and they, now they're the uh, they're the a, a southern. Uh, shipping port yeah true yeah right? so they get containers coming in all the time now 
But the event, that's there's some. That's the money. There's a lot of history there with the Baja Correct. races, right? I mean, Correct. Looking back from when the the first dudes were riding on Honda uh, scramblers, everything right? down like there, just stock Broncos almost, and yeah, just back in the day. I mean, and just uh, it's the Wild West down there. Yeah, it's definitely a. But technology is pretty crazy. I mean, you got manufacturers going down there and they're testing products on vehicles. Wow. BFG, I mean, they're the title sponsor down there, but that's where they test all their tires. And if they're good enough down there, I mean... They're going to work anywhere. Yeah, they, they work pretty much anywhere. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, those are fun. I, I've been down there with when I was at American Racing helping out with the, some of the off-road brands. Right. And, you know, working the contingency and, and just, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Remember one time we were there and... Uh, uh, God, what, uh, okay, hold on. One of the Long Beach teams, forget... But they had a trailer with, like, an observation deck up there. And I didn't get the memo from SCORE that we weren't supposed to hand out free shit. Like, you know, people guys give stickers right. and stuff. But they said, don't throw shirts and don't do all that stuff. So, of course, you know, we're there. And it, it's we're there for work and we're representing the brand. But all our work had was done in the morning, putting banners everywhere on the bridges and all that shit. And then we were hanging out contingency. And, you know, we started cracking beers and we're hanging out. Well, someone gets up on the observation deck. And says, "Hey, um, got a box of shirts. Let's throw them to the people." And people are like, "Yeah, that's a, of course. We're not, yeah. That's what they're here for." Yeah. We start throwing these things out, dude. People were jumping on the trophy trucks. They yeah. were jumping on all the off-road vehicles. They were like, "No, me, me, me." Well, guess what happened? We ran out of shirts fast, dude. They people started throwing shit at us. Yeah, it was it was all batting down the hatches. Yeah, it's it, crazy. It, it was, dude. I got hit in the head with a piece of ice and cut my head open. And uh, I just, we all just went down into the hole. We went yeah. down into the RV. The people from SCORE came over and were yelling at us. And we were like, hey, we didn't know. But now we know. <laughs> right? It was like, <laughs> hey, trust us, we yeah. ain't doing that shit again. Because, you know, down there, drinking age is 18. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, legally. Well, but well, uh, there was and a, that's in quotations, dude. Legal. Yeah, 18, yeah, yeah, legally. And it's like, so you got a bunch of drunk teenagers down there yeah, just going nuts pissed off with good aim <laughs> <laughs> yeah right yeah but uh fun because i mean you've probably how many miles have you logged down there how many um, times have you been down there for the, the baja races straight every race straight for the last five years easily wow but before that even more every but. race meaning three, so you got the 250 the san felipe san felipe 500 baja 500 the 1000, 1000 and in between that now we've got the, the, what was the tj 400 tijuana it's now this year it's called the lucerna 400 so you've got that and then you've got uh qualifying that happens at sema every year now so you've got oh, that man. so that happens on wednesday nights usually at the vegas speedway is qualifying for the thousand Damn. wow is, is there yeah that's, that's weird they haven't qualify on short course stuff for the yeah. baja yeah Interesting. So, yeah. So because I mean, you know they do the parade when they leave, and you're and you're in, uh, you know, you're in. I mean, you're chasing you're chasing the the action in those. Yeah, it depends. It depends where they send us. Like, well, it depends they, on the course. If it's a loop course, right. if it's a point to point, or, right? You know, sometimes we're chasing teams. You know, mounting cameras in there, following them, or we stay at a location like BFG Pit One or Two or Three. You know, so it it changes every race, but it's fun. How's your Espanol? It's not bad. I can understand more than I can speak it. Yeah, I'm the same way. As long as you know how to order off the menu. You know, I mean, the people are awesome. I mean, you hear crazy stories all the time. I mean, yeah. obviously, there's going to be a bad apple everywhere you go, but yeah. Yeah, bad. 
but I mean, never had an issue. I mean, the further south we get, it's actually getting a little bit better. It's cool down there. That's good to hear, man. But I mean, you know, Ensenada's, I mean, that whole Baja Sur and Baja Nord, you know, they're really taking care of the towns. Yeah. And, you know, the racers come down, and, and even those guys, some of them, you know, the, the, the unexperienced, they're, you know, they'll haul up butt down the street by the schools yeah you got to be careful but you know it, for the most part it's pretty decent yeah that's cool man i used to love going down to baja I, we used to go surf baja malibu right back, you know and we used to go there you know five six seven times uh, during the summer and we had like the routine down because you know baja malibu's there and then rosary's just a little further down the way which is still north of ensenada right but dude tacos man well i remember all the little hole in the wall places you know you just hold up the number you know like hold up your fingers and right the tacos just keep coming oh that's yeah, there's places all, I mean, you'd never expect to see a restaurant somewhere, but anywhere they can make a little bit of money, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, because they always have somebody in the family that can cook, you know? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, and now with the wineries down there in the valley, yeah. that's amazing stuff. Down yeah. There. I mean, you know, honestly, if you, if you live in SoCal and you think about going to Temecula for wine tasting, to be honest with you, I don't know. Yeah. Spend your money in America for sure, but, dude, take a little trip to comp- and compare because it's pretty cool down there. Yeah, it's not that far. Dude, honestly. To be honest with you, it'll take you longer to come back across the border than it does the whole trip down. Yeah, yeah. depending on what time. I mean, you could be from Orange County, from right where we're at with, with little traffic. You can be right at the best wineries there. Two and a half two, hours. Yeah, I was going to say two and a half hours. And, and sure. that's what, uh, and think about it like this. If you went to Temecula at the same time. Hour and a half. Out, uh, at best. Yeah, an hour, like, an hour and a half. It's right. another, yeah. Yeah, but that the, the 91 to 15 can always suck oh yeah so but yeah i mean it's a good experience it's amazing down there i remember uh, my neighbor took us down there the first time this was probably three years ago and it just was an eye-opener because you know last time i went on a cruise with ensenada it was like four or five years ago with my wife we went on a cruise yeah and i had been to ensenada so many times we got off the boat and we went i was like went and had tacos or whatever we were just doing and i was like let's go back to the boat i'm over this you know yep so no that's cool so you do you like doing that yeah, off road stuff? I love it. It's I mean it's a, it seems like when you when you do it it's a lot of work, but I'm sure you're able to just you know a lot of, there's a lot of cool stuff going on for sure. Yeah. Just being around all that racing stuff. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, there's so much technology. There's good people. I mean, a lot of the racers and teams they're it's not their everyday gig. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's, you hear what they do for a living. You know, some of them are like aerospace engineers or whatever, and they're out there racing. Or iron manning it on a dirt bike. I mean, the, it's crazy when you think about some what some of these guys do for a living, and they come down around the weekend to do it, and then they have to come down and pre-run, and it's just cool. Well, and you know, for for all the trophy truck teams with you know the the big money behind them and all this, there's there's just regular guys, right? That, and it's like any other automotive that, that, racing. There's no money in the purse. There's it's, no yeah. And, it's and all it's, in the pleasure of doing it, like yeah. to say that you've done it. There's the, the all bu- all budgets covered racing right right i mean uh it, it's it's definitely uh, and almost all the chase teams the guys that work on the teams for the most part are all volunteer base they come down just to do it so it's fun man i don't mind it yeah i know i'm it's um definitely if, if you've never made it if, for anybody wanting to go if you've never made it down there get your passport yeah and go down there it's not that far. Yeah. It's not that far. It's closer than going to Vegas and back. Well, and you know what, too? If you have your passport, if you flew in, you could find a TJ real cheap. You could, but... But you know what I'm saying? I mean, otherwise, just come to come If you to LA. really plan it right, if you really plan it right and you live in L.A. or anywhere close to L.A., 
you book yourself the three-day cruise to where it comes into port on the Saturday when there's contingency. So all the race vehicles are online. And you get to see all of it, experience it, and you just get there back on the go. boat and come uh, back. Yeah, because you re- it's not the race. Besides the – do they still drop down into the wash at the beginning yes. of the race? So you can still hang it. Can you spectate from there? Yeah, you can spectate close to it. Okay, so – yeah, you almost can go. Yeah, if you're not there, if you're not going, if you can't experience the race or go out on the course somewhere, and you just want to see all the vehicles and experience everything and whatever, and meet the people itself, like the racers, just come on contingency day before the race. They all have to go through, so you're going to see everything. And, and that's where, uh, yeah. That's but the racing is actually pretty crazy. But you have to be in good spots to plan it. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's 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 and one you of camp. Those deals. You camp out. You I camp mean, out, and you're just going to see them pass by once, and that's it. And you know, just make a day of it, but. Um, I mean, yeah. you really got to think about it, though. In your mindset, you're thinking it's a race. And it's, you know, the 1,000 or the 500. Yeah. Even take the 500 in, in your mind. So it's, whatever, 450 to 500 miles, roughly. Yeah. In the desert, on dirt. And it's not laps. It's So no. people can't yeah. comprehend the distance. They just hear the number, you know, and they're like, okay. It's like, oh, I spent three hours in traffic. But think about 500 miles. That's like going from Los Angeles to Vegas and, and back, back and then back to Vegas again in a race on, a on thousand, dirt. On 1,000, yeah. No, in a 500. No. Vegas is Yeah, or Vegas, whatever. But, Vegas yeah, I mean. 300 miles. Yeah, so but even. 45 from here. Okay, yeah, wherever. Yeah, so back like and forth to, and then back go, again. Going to Vegas and back. And back again. That's 500. <laughs> well, no. It's, oh, whatever. It's but, yeah. Each way. But either way, or going from here to Sacramento. Yeah. There you go. There you go. From here to Sacramento, on dirt, through mountains and rocks, and Fuck. on yeah. a dirt bike or in a buggy or a, a razor. And, and you're going through, you're in the middle of nowhere. You're going middle through small, of nowhere, small towns. dirt, night, dark, sunlight. So how, how many hours does it take to complete the, the 500? Depending on what you're racing. Oh, yeah, oh shit. No, I, I mean, they've got like right. a 24 hour window, but I mean, it really depends. You know, like Menzies has got that new you know, like four-wheel drive trophy that he drives, and that thing's just unreal. Yeah. It hauls. But, I mean, some of these guys, I mean. So, like, like, like the, the faster times, what are, we, what are we looking at? The 500? Yeah. What, nine hours? Mm, it really nine. depends. I mean, I want to say it's like. Course. I'd have to look at the course. Yeah, it depends on the course. I'd have yeah. to look at the, what the last one was. Hmm. But, I mean, when you watch some of these guys race, I mean, Rob McAkron. Yeah unbelievable to watch and he gets out and it's like he just went like to sunday church you know he gets out he's not even dirty his truck's clean i mean if everything goes well and he's just comes out like it's nothing like it was just literally a sunday drive so but it's cool long time in one of those vehicles (laughs) yeah you know i mean the weather seems to be good it's what they have one in may it's in may and then this one might be a little bit warm the one coming I mean, up. they try and avoid the heat as much as possible, which is why you don't really see any races during the middle of the summer. But this one might be a little bit warm next week. Are you going next week? Yeah. The Lucerna. Lucerna. The score, Lucerna. 400. 400. Yeah. So that starts in TJ? No, it no. starts in Ensenada and does a loop. It used to be in TJ. It used okay. to be called a, uh, Yeah, there used to be a Tijuana 400. That's why I got confused. Yeah. So yeah. now it's moved down to Ensenada. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The city of TJ just found it di- disruptive right i guess mm-hmm. it was actually kind of a hard deal to race there because yeah. there's no hotels close by and the, the, it's just a real cluster yeah so but ensenada is like set up perfect for it oh, man. So. yeah because ensenada the way it is set up it's like you're it's, well you've got it's the hotels small, and everything's right there town and from the time you get to actual dirt 
it's quicker. It's a tourism town. I mean, they're set yeah, up sure. for it. So. I, I used to go with my, my family when I was a little kid, and the, the first thing that comes to mind is La, La Bufadora. Like yeah. Do the, the, the spouting yeah. water. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we went a, there. It's a good memory. It's a good time. Yeah. Well, um, let's talk about the the overhaul and things. So, is it when's that start airing? Supposedly this month. I don't see that end of it. So, you don't. You just you, you're you're focused on your build manager, right? So for the shop. Give us, so it's a little bit your, different your, than it was a, before, obviously, because okay. I'm before the premise was you had seven days or. It was 10 days total, and it was eight days for a build, a day to steal, and a day to reveal, as I was told. I mean, I didn't work on it before, but yeah. that's pretty much what it was. And they had X amount of people to work on it, and everyone was done in-house. And it was basically lock the door, shut everyone in there, and build get, a car. Yeah. But a lot of them were like full restorations, you know, 69 Camaros or whatever it is. This one, we've been doing mostly newer cars. Newer meaning, like, more modern and without really, you know, telling everyone what they are, but they're more modern vehicles, newer stuff. And uh, we have a little bit more time, but less people. There's only four of us doing them. So, and it, you know, it gets a little bit tight. It's, yeah. it's different, but they're, they're doing builds on top of builds. So we're doing multiple at the same time. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's the only part that's different. One of the guys that's on the show worked on the show before. And he said that they'd never done multiple builds at the same time. Okay, yeah, that's it. so. Now you're juggling, you know, right parts, and parts, labor build, and like, build hours, builders pay, shipping, oh. and then I deal with production on the production side of it because I deal with that on that end. So you're like the liaison between the shop and the, the right, crew. right. Mm -hmm. So I have to make sure the camera crew shows up at the same time because, you know, in the old show you had eight days of filming. Yeah over an eight day period. And so they were there for eight days. So now you've, let's say we've got two weeks of build or three weeks to build a vehicle. They still have eight days to film. So we have to break those eight days up into strategic times where something major is going on. Yeah. And I have to let them know like, Hey, on this date, the body's going to paint or the chassis coming back or, well, that's gotta be a headache because like, I'm sure a big thing could happen on build a, and then a big thing could happen on build B right. the next day. So what I have to do is I have to make sure that if there's two builds going on at the same time, that both align to where they can film two things at the same time. Yeah. And then the other issue we've been having is oh. making sure that talent, meaning like the stars of the show right. are in town all at the same alignment. So, and you're in charge gosh. of all that. I'm not in charge of it, but I, you know, we all have to talk. So yeah, it's you crazy. Make, you have to make sure it's, it gets executed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We're all on the same page. Fuck. <laughs> and and what's, what uh, is it going to be on velocity? Is it a uh, motor trend motor trend? Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, so are you guys in uh, production right now? Yeah. Started July 1st, but, it, but the air date is still a while off. No, it's, they're supposed to start airing them this month from what I was told or September. Okay. Yeah, I mean, depending when you guys are releasing this, but yeah, September. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're live, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. So I mean, so on top you of have, that, I mean, I know it sounds hectic with your commute and all. Commute, yeah. And just uh, anyone that's lived in LA knows it's all about oh, the drive, not the time. Dude, he's yeah. taking yeah. the four hundred five home from Huntington at dude. night. My, my and, work and going and going the four hundred five in from the valley. To, yeah, dude, yeah. brutal. The brutal. worst commute I had was Redondo Beach to Burbank. That's nothing. No, it's it's, it's yeah. like in your grand scheme of things. Oh no! no. Before when, when Chris and I was talking about taillights and lighting and all that, we originally started. We were in the valley. We had an office in Glendale, 
Yeah. So I was commuting from like Simi area to Glendale. Yeah. Which wasn't terrible. Yeah. That's not I mean, you bad. still deal with a little bit of traffic. <clears throat> but then we moved to Santa Fe Springs. Oh. So I was doing that. Were you Santa, then, wait. Yeah, it's Santa Fe Springs. Santa Fe Springs. But then you went to Commerce, right? It's this borderline. It's right there. Come on. No, on the other side of road tracks, it was Santa Fe Springs. You were in, in Washington? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were at Washington almost to Slauson. Yeah. So it's borderline. So No. Washington and Slauson. Yeah, it's pretty close. No. I'm getting One side of the tracks, it was. You're over there. Yeah. You're, you're in Washington. It sucked. In Washington Telegraph. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right by the five freeway, by the Citadel. So it's either drive home or go to your place. Yeah, <laughs> man. Or we'd go. Or we'd go to. That's another thing. We'd go racing, with Jeep Speed, or go to car shows. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Biggie and I used to uh, go to some of the off-road races, and my neighbor was racing Jeep Speed, and we had that little Colorado pickup. Yeah. And we drove out, and in the middle of the night, we went. God, that was far. It was yeah. a par- Parker. Parker. The Parker race, two fifty. I don't know if it was the 250. It might have been. Parker, whatever. It's yeah. a big race in Parker, right? And everybody camps out. And, dude, it was, it was like 2 in the morning. It was dark. We were in a stock Colorado. Stock no lights, Colorado. no anything. Just headlights. Stan- yeah. Standard We had nowhere we were going. You know, this is before, like, you know, Google Maps. and Yeah. No, Thomas Guide time. No, yeah. Like, we were just like, okay. <laughs> oh, and this wasn't like, send me a pin and we'll find yeah, your location. Yeah, no, it wasn't like <laughs> yeah. that. No, no, no. no. So, you know, so we drove out there in the middle of the night. And I gave up because they're like, look for the flag. Well, at night, everybody's got flags. But you couldn't see what yeah. they were. So we ended up camping by the racetrack because they got this thing called the Python that goes through the middle, right? And mm-hmm. everybody camps around it. And then, dude, and uh, and your name's Biggie for a reason because you're a big guy. Yeah. And I remember you just go, no, I'm going to sleep in the in the cab. And I'm like, what are you going to do? He, he, he slept upright. Yeah, man, up. I can sleep dude, sitting like anywhere. Dude, <laughs> I rolled up a jacket as a pillow, and I slept in the bed of that Colorado on the, you know, the corrugated bed yep. and oh that was painful oh, and then as soon, we heard the we heard the trucks fire up as soon as the sun came up and then it's the best alarm clock you know, man <laughs> that was that was in the, that was in the days before kids and before all that stuff when mm-hmm. we could just on a decide on a friday night we were going to go to the race on saturday you know yeah those days remember i remember them <laughs> seems like another lifetime ago right when you <laughs> hey those days when we talk about ensenada you know on a friday go hey let's go to ensenada tomorrow yeah no with us be like uh there's there's gonna be swell it's gonna be fun yeah let's just pack yeah. up and let's leave first thing in the morning well you know what let's um let's plan a trip yeah well, <laughs> we can do that too no you know what i was just thinking so um for for a lot of the enthusiasts out there one of the the you've actually been involved in in uh an iconic build uh, uh, oh, it, it, with some some mystery uh, around it and stuff that and then you can fill me in on on how it popped up again but for those of you that have been following for the last 20 years there when the excursions came out i remember biggie came to me and he goes hey i need we do some eight lug wheels for me and mm-hmm. i said what are you doing and you go i'm building and you told me what you're building you basically were going to build. Well, it wasn't just eight lug wheels. It was because we wanted to build the at the time. Twenty twos were the biggest thing out. Yeah, and they were standard lip, step right. lip. So you were going. I'm. I'm going to get an excursion, and I'm going to take the middle doors out. Right. And I'm going to make it. And you're basically a Bronco, right? Right. I mean, you were going to make a Bronco. Yeah. Um, and and was it was a like, fluke, by the way. The whole thing was a complete fluke. Yeah, and I'm like, really? And I mean. I'm not an artist. I mean, I can draw. Did you, there's a Photoshop deal, right? right? I did a Photoshop rendering of a excursion with the center cut out of it, and I 
printed it out and had it on my desk and everyone was like, oh, you should submit it or something like that. And I, someone at trucking, it might've been Steve Warner or someone at the time saw it. I was like, Hey, you mind if I take a picture or look at it or whatever? And next thing I know, I got someone from Ford contacting me. I'm like, can you really build it? And this was, you know, SEMA time before anyone doesn't know, it's always either the end of October or first week of November. Yep. And we're talking, this is July. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, whatever. And I, was you know i didn't think anything of it and like the end of july comes and paperwork shows up from ford saying hey we're gonna send you this truck where do you want it to go like what's the deal and i'll because when is that when the excursion first came out um it was 2000 so or 2001 2001 yeah so it wasn't i mean it was a few years but i mean no one had really i mean nowadays you get guys that buy brand new super duties for 80 grand and throw another hundred in it yeah in like a three-month period and show them off at sema and Back then, nobody was doing stuff like that, you know. It was there wasn't like off-the-shelf parts available, and no one was. There's there was no CNCs and laser cutters and 3D printers, and you know everything was made. Yeah, you know. So you had the you. you, So then it was like, hey, can you build it? And I'm like, well, anything can be made with money, you know. And I wasn't rich at that, you know. I didn't make enough money for any of that stuff, so I had to quickly liquidate stuff and come up with it because they were like it's coming your way and you got to get it and they're like what do you want and i'm thinking in the back of my head the easiest thing to do give me a two-wheel drive v8 base model like a almost like a military issue one yeah clear windows plain floors the easiest thing to build and what showed up off the hauler like mid-august end of august was an eddie bauer diesel four-wheel drive (laughs) fully loaded and i was like Great. And at the same time, I had another friend of mine that had gotten an excursion also. But he wanted a four-wheel drive, and he ended up getting a two-wheel drive gas one. So we ended up taking all the four-wheel drive stuff off of mine, and he got the two-wheel drive. And I got we swapped, basically. Yeah. Both got builds, but we were both like we wanted each other's trucks, and they wouldn't let us switch VINs. Or not VINs, but switch vehicles. Right, right. So everything that came off of mine went to him. (laughs) So. And then you had, um, and that's when you... You had uh, Chris, right? Yeah. At there was to- Chris at Totally Polished and Bobby McCurdy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I said to him, I, at the time, they were the only ones that were pulling off some of this stuff. So I still remember you taking pictures of that thing you, when you first cut it in half. Yeah. So, I mean, when I first told him what was going on, I said to him, I said, what would it take to basically lock down your shop to do this build? We have pretty much seven weeks. Because it showed up, and by the time it had to be at SEMA, by the time we actually I got the truck, it was... Uh, Labor Day weekend. So, dude, that's like seven weeks? Seven and a half weeks, yeah. So, and I said, what is it going to take to get it done? And he's like, you know, it's going to be X amount of money, and it's going to take this much time. So I was commuting, for anyone that knows Los Angeles, I mean, I was commuting from the San Fernando Valley to Santa Fe Springs every day. From Santa Fe Springs to that his shop, which was in Thousand Oaks. From there to Thousand Oaks until whenever we, like, were so beat. And then from there, I would go back to my house in the valley. I mean, I was doing this big loop, and we did it every day for like seven weeks. Where I was chasing parts, or yeah, we got it done. So that's badass. It was crazy, and we drove it there. Most people were trailering stuff, and we drove it there. Yeah, Yeah, because we had a set of our uh, eight lug wheels that we put on there. Yeah, forget the name of that wheel. It was the Hot Rod Eights. Yeah, Hot Rod Eights. Was it? Oh no. Was it Hot Rod Aids? Or Renegade Aids? No, not Renegades. Uh, Forget that. Yeah, but they were... um, You remember the trick part of the wheel, though, and everyone's trying to figure it out, was we had to make different size center caps. Did we? Yeah, because the staggered 
Yeah, they're staggered offsets. Same size wheel. They were 22 by 10s or whatever. Yeah. But because the fronts were so, were pushed out and I narrowed the rear end and I had the floater in the back, the cap had to be tall in the back to fit the floater and it was short in the front so they didn't stick out past the fender. And you had, your dad had to cut the centers or yeah. make the center caps short. Yeah. Yeah, but that thing was cool. Yeah. That thing was really cool, and you had it. That was. Did you have it at your booth? Yeah, it was in the booth for the Impro Carware. Yeah, you had it there. Um, and it was right after that was when I left the company. The company kind of disbanded and was bought out, and they wanted to keep the truck and it's all sorts of whole miscellaneous drama that we won't get into. But yeah, it was, and then it kind of was just all money and political stuff, and it yeah. was held, and then Chris got a hold of it to fix it for someone, and. He held it, and then, I don't know. I kind of got out of it. And then it, it popped up recently. So two years ago now it might have been? Yeah. Who's got it now? Um, one of the guys in one of the car clubs. I think he I think he's in Severed, but um, he's in New York. What's that? Like, does it have a formal name? or? Well, it got Everyone calls it Project X. So I don't know. I mean, you can look it up, but I mean, when yeah. you look up Two Door Excursion, it's pretty much. Well, then it was. I remember it was a cro- It was in the valley. It was in, in yeah, so another shop, so a guy that I knew for a long time, his customer bought it. Okay. It was for sale. He bought it, and then he changed it, and it be, and went from orange, to, Prowler to orange. To black and green. Which we called Newcastle orange. It was a little bit different than the Prowler color. It was a yeah. few, few sh- shades off. And then he changed it to black and green with, like, tribal graphics and put TV screens everywhere. <laughs> My thing that I wanted is when I built it, I wanted the interior to look as like, yeah, like as if was, Ford it, it had was, done it. Exactly. It still had the console in it. It still had the plastic on the carpet. Well, I think that's what kind of sold it, right? Yeah. Like for Ford. I mean, we all come from the same era where, like, you know, you build something that's, like, drivable and usable and hot rod-esque, I guess. Yeah. And then it went from that to, like, 10 TV screens and subwoofers and fiberglass and whatever and then yeah i remember because it, it was in a garage down the street from my buddy's house he goes hey that that excursion yeah and then it here. disappeared and then about two years that's it yeah he's pulling a picture up on yeah, his phone that's it yeah that's a cool little you project. know who shot that picture right bitch who, who shot that did i shoot those no no from trucking or now he's a um cook oh jeremy yeah jeremy yeah, cook yeah. shot that yeah, and then yep. so Cook. so, but someone some now someone else has it and they're redoing. Right, it, right? so he's a who is it? It was Can a guy. It's crazy to think like you know we talk about our age and kids and whatever, but you know there's a guy that grew up when he was before he had his license. I guess saw it. It's weird to think about that now, you know, like you don't seem old enough to yeah, have something like, that you built like, hey, when he, you were in his he's age. Thirty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like in his you know late twenties, and he's like, yeah, when I was growing up, like I saw that, and I'm like. Like yeah. how, you start feeling a little bit older, Dude, you know. Think about it. It's almost it was like yeah. eighteen years ago, right? So he mm-hmm. remembered it, like seeing pictures of it growing up. And he got a hold of me and found out who I was through all the car club stuff, like Camber and Severed and all that stuff. And he said, if you ever see it or find out what happened to it, because I always put it out there if anyone ever found it. And the sacrilege to some people is everyone wanted to leave it tool drive, but they wanted to if I ever found it to put it back the way it was orange. And I said, if I ever got my hands on it, I'd lift it and put it as a four-wheel drive two-door. Yeah, why not? You know, because there was Part a lot of, of work that made it proportionate. I mean, you can't just cut the truck in half and put it back together. It just doesn't work. Yeah. And I, it wasn't like just 
to say that I would do it. I just, I proportionally originally always thought it would look better lifted after it was lowered, especially nowadays with the way, you know, coilovers are and suspension and everything works. And I got word that it was sitting in a body shop near Watts and it was parked in back under a cover. No way. Like this crazy story and I had a friend that was in a sheriff's department and he went by and he's like, yeah, it's sitting back there and I don't know the story. And I went down there and saw the guy and uh, one of my good friends is a, I have a few friends that are LAPD and we went down there in an unmarked and I got out of the car and went into this guy's shop because it was kind of a sketchy deal. Yeah. And we go down there and check it out. And I'm like, sure as hell, man, it's there. That's it. And I was like, I looked at him. I said, well, you know, he tried telling me, I, you know, I asked him, I said, how did you find it? I was playing stupid. He had no idea. And I said, how did you get it? And he's like, well, a customer had left it here and we're storing it. And then he's in jail or something like that. And I'm like, you hear, you know, just, it was like this long story. And he goes, I know the guy that built it. And, you know, you hear this whole thing. And I was, I got about 20 minutes into the conversation with the guys. I'm looking and taking pictures. And I'm sending it to the guy. I'll have to pull his name up. But the guy that was, you know, wanting it. And we were like, I'm like, look, I found it. I'm going to go look at it. And he goes, find out how much he wants. And I said, well, depending on what he wants, I'm either I'm going to buy it if I have the time. And at the time, I didn't have the time. And in the back of my head, I'm like, I knew this kid would be the right guy to get it. But I'm like, I still have to look at it. Yeah. And it was majorly messed up. It had been sitting under an awning in a certain spot, so whatever bodywork was done after it left us was all rotting out. The, there was no glass in parts. I mean, the interior was torn out. It was crazy. But this guy's telling me this whole story, and I'm like, at one point I put both my hands up, and I tell him, just stop. Like, look, dude, you didn't build the truck. It's, you know, I told him the whole deal, and I start showing pictures on my phone of Bobby and them making the truck and all of us cutting it. And, yeah. and I said, look, this is what it is. I'm like, what's it going to take to buy it? And he just kind of like looked back at me and didn't know what to say. I said, well, do you have the title? And he said he did, and then he didn't. And we went back and forth, so I ended up calling the guy back east. And I said, do you really want this thing? And he goes, well, if you want it, I'm going to make the deal right now. I have money to leave this guy as a deposit to hold him, and we'll figure it out. And he says, all right. And I sent him all the pictures of the condition of it. And next day, man, he was on a flight out, picked it up, and... He had it shipped back east. So it's sitting back east, and he does a lot of, like, super duties and everything already, and he already said that he'd put it back. Killer. So, but, yeah, it's crazy. It's weird to think that, like, one vehicle you build, and in almost everything I've done for myself, I build for me, not to appease anyone else. But it's weird how sometimes you build stuff, and people will just look at it and go, wow, you know? It's definitely... It was uh, different. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely different, and, and it there's, you know, just... There's interesting stories behind it, whether they have good memories for you and bad memories. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like a bunch of bullshit going on with it, but cool shit happened. I mean, just the fact that it got done. Right. And that you took it to SEMA. Right. And it just. What was funny is when the article hit, when Jeremy Cook shot it for trucking for the cover, um, I knew he shot it, but I didn't know when it was going to come out. And I was living in Hawaii at the time. And I remember he calls and says, hey. Can you get you know? Can you pick up a magazine? And he goes, it's on the shelf. I said, what are you talking about? He goes, just go find trucking. We went to like a Barnes and Noble or whatever in Hawaii. I was with a couple of my friends, you know, and we go to the Barnes and Noble, and there it is. Like I'm looking at my truck. Nice. Well, what was my truck at the time? Sitting on the shelf, and this is, it was already at least almost two years past at that point, or a year and a half. And I was tripping out. I'm like, what the hell? You know, I'd never 
expected to see anything I ever built in a magazine or whatever. And I grabbed every article or every issue they had, I had it. And I grabbed the whole box and kept it. Dude, uh, I'm looking at another picture of the of the rear. Yeah. Dude, can you describe that? Because that is... I, 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 yeah, so uh, Bobby and Chris made the roll pan on that thing. And the taillights were from a company, obviously not ours, or mine at the time, was from a company that built... Um, mainly motorcycle lenses led and what you did is you you bonded them to the panels and behind and you laser cut them out or not laser but at the time you cut them out and you push the the lexan through and then what you do is you sand it smooth with the body so it contours to the shape of the car yeah and then we ghosted the paint over the taillights so they disappeared uh, yeah. and then when the lights turn on you see them yeah dude that is just phenomenal dude I, i've never seen anything quite like that that's, yeah it was different at the time man yeah. it's crazy yeah. yeah, that, but the uh, good old Project X, dude. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, and there, there's your kicks. Yeah, there's the wheels. Yeah, yeah eight well, legs. So what, what are these called? Those were Renegades. I think they, yeah, were, they were Renegade Renegades. Renegade eights. Yeah, Renegade eights. Yeah, the problem is those rim shells can't be had anymore. And I think the guy who who has it now hit me up about them. Um, I I mean, if they wanted to redo the wheels, I'd I'd rather see them just do a brand new set. Right. And we'll do we could do that design. You know, yeah. But just do do with the soft lip rim. Oh man, because the chance of saving those rim shells is, you know, forget yeah. about it. Too much work. No, but that's cool. I mean, yeah. I remember you you've had some cool vehicles, you know, project vehicles and stuff. I mean, was was that your lifted F one fifty the Super Crew? Was that a that CMA? was that SEMA? Yeah, yeah. You had like the first set. Uh, the yeah, Fabtech kit on there with thirty seven. Yeah, it was a pre production truck. I had, I got that through a fluke through a friend of mine that w- was doing Ford work. And I got it pre-production, picked it up at the factory and brought it. Or you can't get them at the factory. You get it at a dealership close by, and then I drove it back. Super Crew. But, yeah, that was when the Super Crew first came out. And then you had a Fabtech kit on there. Yeah, I dropped it off at Fabtech, had the Ultimate Long Travel Kit. And then you – but that was, like, th- with 37s on it, right? 37s. Yeah. It was all done up. And then I did a uh, – um, my guy named Eric Radkin, or Radson's over at uh, Procharger – and we get a kit on that. So I had a pro supercharged. Basically, it was before the Lightnings and or, yeah. or I mean, it was Lightnings at the time, but before the Harley trucks came out with superchargers on them. So I had a procharged intercooled. That was a cool truck with the flames on it. We used it in some of our ads. Yeah, because that's when you started doing the off-road wheels. Yeah, I mean, you know, from like two, I still got them from 2002 to 2003 or four. We were probably 20 percent of our business was lifted truck wheels it's crazy right but then the tires got too big and the load the, the, the load ratings just we just we just couldn't keep up with it so we well just, i mean we you couldn't keep up with the it. safety part of it yeah and there's we, guys that didn't care but oh yeah people made i mean we just and then you did the one we, piece we weren't we, in the business to buy buy problems so yeah, you we did just the one like, piece no. stuff with jeff because you can what's that the, you did the one piece off-road wheels with jeff well i did it with we did it with a, a couple few of guys people, yeah but, but uh yeah the thing is you can that's the problem is you can tell somebody, hey, don't, you know, that's why we got rid of eight lug wheels to, in general. Because right. you, could, you could tell somebody, don't put anything bigger than a 33 inch on there. And they go, uh-huh. And they, yeah. Or dually know. wheels. That's the other problem. I uh, don't, yeah, don't mess with yeah. that. There's people that deal and, you know, you specialize in that stuff. But, yeah, that, that was, um, yeah, a lot of off-road stuff. I mean, Weld Racing was killing it back then. Centerline yeah. was killing it. And, you know, now, I mean, shit, there's all kinds yeah. of brands for that stuff. You know, we were talking about uh, with one of our other guests recently, like American Force. That's that that whole style. Yeah, 
right? Well, because the tires. And that, yeah. it all comes down to who's going to make the tire because the wheel industry's always made the wheels for well, whatever Well, some of these wheel companies are, are getting smart. You know, they start bringing in their own tire line to fit their own wheels. But True. even then, that's another whole... Some of that stuff's cheap as hell, though. Can, stick, yeah. with the, stick with the brands that have been around a while. That's my opinion. Yes. <laughs> so... So what are, you, what are you looking for? So you're going to be doing a lot of traveling. You're going to have a hectic – the, the, the rest of your year is going to be real hectic. Busy. Because you're going to be – got three builds at once. You're going to go – juggling builds. And then you, I'm not doing SEMA this year. You're not doing SEMA, but you, you – I mean, we, let's talk about it. I mean, I've done every SEMA show. I'm, I mean, I'll say it. I'm 45 now. I've done almost every SEMA show since I was like 18. Yeah. Wow. I've only missed like three. Yeah, I've only missed a handful of them too. And, and the ones I missed, I did for a reason. I either went to like a Tokyo Auto Salon because I had business in Japan, or I did a Frankfurt Auto Technica. So I saved my money instead of going to SEMA. We did something else. But well, what's the name of the show in Saudi Arabia? What's the name of that? Um, I don't know exactly what they're calling it, but it's in Riyadh. Yeah. So there's a, there's a, a, like a SEMA type show in Saudi Arabia, and yeah. it's at in the end of November. Um, it's November 20th through the 29th, I yeah. believe. So, so it's in, it sounds radical. Yeah, I <laughs> don't know. It's pretty crazy, I, man. I, I don't know if I'd want to go, but um, it sounds interesting, and it sounds like they're trying to like kind of take take away from SEMA a little bit, which is whatever. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, because, you know, they're trying to get – because if you go to SEMA, it's it's very international. Yeah. There's people from all over the world. Yeah, and it's happening the week after SEMA. And it's happening the week after SEMA. They're trying to top them. So they're trying to get people to go over there because I mean, if you think about it, if you're, in, I mean, it's tough enough for most businesses just to do to SEMA. To SEMA. I, I, there's very few people would do both back to back. Yeah, I mean, you like would have them. to get out a week early to Saudi Arabia. Could, could you think of? Well, mo- it's not just that. Like, so only because we're dealing on the production end of it. Also, the vehicles that are going to the show for that Riata show are leaving at the end of this month, end of September. Yeah. Because they're going to be on a vessel, and they're not even leaving from like Port of L.A. All the stuff's getting shipped to, I think, uh, either Galveston or somewhere else, so they're not having to go through the canal. Yeah, and you have to plan like what a month ahead of time, right? So you know, Riyadh is not like on the like the ocean side of the of Saudi Arabia. It's right. it's inland. Yeah. So everything has to come into a port, and then they have to you know Trip. truck them in, or yeah, what a mess. they're air freighting it. I mean, from what I understand, the company that's handling logistics is the same company that handles F one. So, yeah, I mean, could you think of two totally opposite places? I mean, in one country, you know, you have no booze. The women wear you know sheets over their whole body, and uh, it, you know it's very and, it, yeah. and then there's Vegas where there's <laughs> booze everywhere, and women are taking off their clothes. Well, in the strip clubs, I hear. I so I hear. <laughs> so I hear my friends yeah, that are single yeah. tell me, but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, totally weird. I don't know if I. I mean, you're you're going for work, so that's a Correct. different deal. You're getting paid to go, so I just don't know that I would go. I, it's I, different. I mean, the only reason I'm going is because of that. But I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. Oh, it's an you you have see that's what's cool about what you do. You know, you you are documenting and being a part of like a lot of different stuff. I mean, and not only that, but I mean, personally, you're going to two other countries just for leisure. Right. Well, the, work, but yes. Well, yeah, I yeah. guess, kind of work and play, right. right? So, in the next in the next sixty days, you're going to be in four countries or ninety days, roughly. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. No complaints. I mean, you know. Well, you work hard for it, though. 
Yeah. No, you do. I mean, it's, I mean, and you know what? I mean, you're like, you, you know, you're like the perfect guy because you kind of have a knowledge of about a lot, all this different stuff. Enough, I know enough to get me in trouble, but not enough to always get me out of it. Yeah. But I always get out of it. But I mean, you know, it seems like with, with but it's Bud, always nice to have knowledge on things, you know? Well, it seems like with, with Bud, he looks to you like, because you can't, I mean, you know, you know, a, a, you can get yourself out of a bind out of a lot of stuff or a lot of like, like you talk about being stuck in the middle of Mexico right. on some dirt road and you got two flats and, right. and what are you doing? Uh, yeah. You're lugging two wheels to somebody's house and they're helping yeah. you patch it, you know, some farmer or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah. We got one flat and then in, we were, ch- we were chasing in the thousand filming a, a Red Bull series with, I think Bryce or no, we were doing, um, um, it was actually for BF Goodrich, I believe. We were filming that and uh, a deal with Ford with the new Raptor when it was coming out. And I had a, uh, we were doing a scene. We were in Valley Trinidad, which is going between San Felipe and Ensenada. And we were chasing during the race. And I had one flat in the truck that we were in. I mean, completely blew it apart. Halfway through the the end of the race, we were trying to come back. And we were doing like still shots or whatever and blew another tire out. It wasn't like just we got a flat where I could patch it. Like, completely lost the tire. No cell service. There was no one on comms. We couldn't get anyone on the radios. The sat phones, we didn't have them at that time for that because we weren't far out. And, you know, we had a cooler full of drinks, food. So I just told the guys, I'm like, you know, the tank's almost full in the truck. Stay in it. I took the wheel that we blew the first time, well, threw it over my back. But hold on, but keep the people you're talking about. You have some, you, didn't you have some? I had ex- the director. You had some execs had the, with you, right? I had some executives, yeah. executives with yeah. you that weren't that were there to kind of see. First time in Mexico. First time in Mexico. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you're used to this stuff. I had a, I had a camera guy and, a, and the director, and it was both theirs first times in Mexico. <laughs> so they're freaking out. You know, they're like they only hear what you know what everyone hears. Like, oh, you got to be careful, or. Oh, yeah, you're going to get you're gonna, stabbed. You're going to get arrested. arrested you're going to have to bri- bri- bribe them and all So I just that, told them, yeah. like, don't worry about it. Like, you've got a tr- cooler full of drinks and food and snacks and full tank of gas. Yeah. Just let the car run. And I had at the time, you know, I had to score media vest on. So it was already dark. And I just said, well, you know, I knew if I get five miles back the other ways, there's like gas station or like a PMX or whatever. I could figure it out. Yeah. I threw the wheel on the back, you know. So, I mean, I'm not a small guy. We all know this. And I just threw on my back and started walking. <laughs> and I made it about a mile and a half. And then this family pulled over in, like, a pickup truck with, like, dogs in the back and stuff. And just said, hey, you want to ride in, like, Spanish? And I'm trying to, like, make out what they're saying. And I jumped in the back of their truck, and they drove me into town. Another, you know, example of them being See? kind. Man. Hour back, come back, and I had the wrong size tire on it, but it was a tire that fit. It may, Yeah. And well, we made it back into Ensenada, and the guy was like, I get back, and he's just freaking out. He's like, never again. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, what? This is what, this is what we do now. <laughs> but, the, you know, that's like, that part of the fun. But it. that's why you're in the that's position. That's why I got stories like this now. Yeah. yeah, that's why you're in the position you're in. You didn't freak out over yeah. it, right? You handled business. Yeah. Because what, what are you going to do? I mean, you're not going to die. It's like you're stranded on a deserted <laughs> island. <laughs> just deal with it and get through it. <laughs> yeah. Just leave the execs in the car and say, don't. don't yeah. <laughs> how's your Spanish, guys? Good luck. Yeah. But, I mean, hot rods, lifted trucks, racing. Right. And now I'm not even into it. <laughs> well, well, I deal with a lot of the I European just, stuff now. I, I think that you're just, like, you, I could see how you can get just kind of burnt out from it because you're just. Well, you know how it is. Every day. Yeah. You go to hot rod shows all the time, and it's like, how many 55, 57 Chevys you got? Oh, 
dude. Dime a dozen. You no, kind of get burned and, out seeing them. And we all have our ho- well. When you, you seem like you don't have the time right now, but we all have our hobbies outside of this. Correct. I, I totally. I'm totally in the cars. I love I love car shows and all this stuff. But I get burnt out from time to time. But you know that's why you have something outside of it. You know. Traveling. But I also deal with. I mean, everybody I deal with though, it's not on the usually on the customer, and it's not there. This is. This is their hobby, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So this is my business, but um, no, it's cool. I mean, appreciate it all, you know? We've been doing been doing it a while, but, um, you know, we just got to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. So, well, um, I think we're just going to wrap it up, man. Yeah. I think we're wrap. Thanks for coming out. I mean, we've been Anytime. trying to do this for a while. We've been friends for a long time, and I appreciate it. And, uh, man, I wish you the best on uh, your little overhauling adventures yeah, i'm sure right. you know we'll have you on again no we'll have you on again at when the season starts going so, so we can actually uh play by I, play i need to get a hold of some cable because yeah. i don't have cable right we'll now we'll have to get chip on well for sure so i've been in talks with his people yes people, we got when you're big you get you have people yes so yeah no they're saying he wants to come on it's just a matter and, and this is a bad time of year right so not only are you uh you're you're, you're filming you're he's filming for SEMA. overhauling but he's got his car he's building for sema right, right? So, it's uh, beautiful too. So, it'll well, be nice when yeah, it's done. Yeah, so I get it. I mean, uh, you know, I, we're where we're physically at. We're on his way home where he lives, and hopefully, maybe one evening when he wants to just take a break, he'll come over here and because yeah. he's got a lot of good stories to yeah. share. And I think, shit, I think all our fans would love hearing him. Right. You know, I want to hear him. I want to hear. It's interesting stories. working with him. You know. Yeah. No, I mean, um. Yeah, I mean, you know, once you're through this, you'll look back and you go, okay. Yeah, that's totally, an experience. That was, that was something that totally sucked. That was totally cool. <laughs> <laughs> right? No complaints. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, at the time you're doing, you're pulling your hair out. But when you, when you're, when you finally, are you gonna watch? The, are you gonna? Are you one? Where you're gonna watch them? Nah. You're not gonna watch them? I don't. I'm not like that. No. I mean, I've worked on other TV shows and movies and stuff, and I just, you know, you're, nah, you, just you're work. over it. No. Yeah, I got to say, I didn't, my dad religiously had, you know, this was, uh, you know, I'm sure DVRs and stuff were there, but he would have like watch parties for the American Hot Rod, you know? And uh, I remember. I remember people calling him during it and going, what are you doing, buddy? He's like, what do you think I'm doing? Look what time it is. Yeah. It's Friday or whatever the day it was. (laughs) I'm watching the show. Are you watching the show? Why are you calling me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's There's a few funny stories I'll share eventually about. My dad getting some calls during the show from right. people because you know people were watching it live, and people would you know um, well you know what I'm saying right. so people would pick up the phone, and go, boy uh, I can't believe you, you did that or you know like say some stupid shit to him and he just would be like As are if you it kidding wasn't me right edited. now yeah uh, like he's just like give me a break yeah but can I watch the goddamn show <laughs> you know all right man well cool is there any hey uh. What, do you got any social media? Are you doing anything no. on social media? You're not doing anything. I that do shit? like it's so inundated. I mean, I just don't do it. Yeah. But I mean, you you don't have anything. No, dude, it'd be so cool if you had, even if you had an Instagram account. No, because you got some. You're, you're around some cool stuff. I'm sure stuff you can't. Post I can't. Pictures. Yeah, we can't post anything. You can't post pictures of. Eh, shit. Okay, never mind. I know it sucks. I, I thought yeah. you're gonna give us something. Like even fans the movies and stuff like that. We sign like NDAs and. Oh you yeah. Know. You can't talk about. I mean, I I do when we go down for like the score races. I film some stuff and I post, but not a lot under yeah. well the company that I have. But yeah. So. Well, get on Instagram because you do do some cool stuff on your in your personal life. Still around cars, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, do the like my stuff that I do on the export side, but yeah, yeah. I don't know motorcade stuff 
Right on, man. Well, cool. Eric, Big E. Yes, sir. Big E. Big E. In the house. Yeah, thanks for coming by, dude. This was cool. We're going to follow up with you, man. Like I said, once the overhauling thing settles down, I want to hear. No, because you know what? I want to hear. Dude, this guy's going to be doing a lot of shit. He's going to be going to an off-road race and filming. He's going to be going to Riyadh yeah. and doing that show. Leave for Japan on the 7th, And you're 16th. going to be, he's going to be in Japan. Yeah. And then you're going to a, a wedding. In Thailand. In Thailand. Dude. <laughs> so here's the deal. And Just then I come the, back and two days later I fly to Saudi Arabia. Dude, you got to have the Instagram. Just like. You know, I know. Right? I mean, yeah, just so guys like me and Chris could like follow you and like live vicariously just for a little bit, you know? Well, we'll have you back on to, towards the end of the year then because I want to. I want to hear about the Riyadh show. I want to hear about the offer. I want to race. hear about Thailand and all the good food. Thailand, there. yeah, good food. Japan oh. also. Oh, dude, I can yeah. only imagine. Well, right on, man. All, all right, right. Yeah. Steve, let's bring us out here. All right. Well, we're gonna cut it short. And thank you guys for listening, Big E. Yes, sir. Thanks for coming in. Anytime. We appreciate it. Uh, for me and Chris, always. Thank See you ya. guys for listening. We'll talk to you guys again next time.